Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. did that fucking stare eye contact thing too and i don't do it on purpose but i did it to um my wife's brother because he's a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) like he abandoned his kids and all that you know yada yada we don't have to get into it and um you know i was basically ignoring him and he was in the house and he said something negative about my wife and i just like i was unblinkingly staring at him (laughs) like what was that what'd you fucking say and he was like, yeah, I have to go. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's for the best. Or I pluck your fucking eyes <laughs> Well, that was, that was like one of my brother's friends. He made friends with this younger guy that stayed here for a little bit. And he would always talk. He'd be one of those like talk shit. But once, you know, and half the time I would just fucking ignore him. But like the minute he said something, I turn around and go, what'd you say? Suddenly it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, it's like, no, the fuck you just oh, say? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's like, yeah, why you you know, why don't you tell me why you got that dick in your mouth? Come on, let's let's shit pisses me off. Like I've told somebody before who who I caught slipping like that. Like what you say, oh and I'm like, listen, um, if you're a pussy, just be a pussy. Like be be can be be content. Don't run your mouth (laughs) if you're not ready for me to run that fade. You feel me? (laughs) (laughs) Say something because these fists are rated E for everyone. Let's go, motherfucker. <laughs> my son, my son, what story said? Um, some parent didn't like that I was cursing. I get because I was in the parking lot of the school, and I was talking to my older son, and I talked to him basically like he's just a guy. Like, hey, what the fuck? And I, I think I said something about guys fucking hot out here. 
like just talking shit. And he's like, I guess he told my son that your father needs to learn some respect for other people and, or someone needs to teach it to him. I took that as <laughs> oh. he wants to teach it to me. And I said, you can tell that parent that he can come get these fucking hands anytime he likes. And I was joking around. He told that parent exactly what I said. So he goes like, hey, dad, I told him what uh, you said. I'm like, wait, what? You actually did? I said, that's fine. And he goes, yeah, um, he just looked really nervous. And I was like, yeah, because that parent's tiny and he's like double my age. Which you should have said, which it would have been funny because is like when he told you that. And then really loud, go, who said that? Like really loud. Have the guy look, step out of the car, take off your shirt. You have like one of those like wife beater tank tops. You take your baseball cap, tip it to the side a little bit. Go, there you, go. you want to teach it to me, motherfucker? Let's go. I Suddenly you have worst. like this big old Irish cross on your arm. You got all, all these fucking tattoos. That, like, <laughs> That's right. Nobody's I ever look seen like before. I'm out of the fucking departed, bro. I'm one of the background characters <laughs> and shit. Um, no, the, the worst oh, thing. Oh, I'm the guy that does this fucking job. You must be the other guy. That's right. <laughs> one of the best lives, bro. It's such a Boston lie, too. You don't fucking work. You don't do anything. What the fuck? Um, one of the one of the best things I ever did. I didn't wasn't thinking about it at the time, but that my fucking kids elementary school, the one that my wife works at, has like a revolving door for fucking teachers. Um, and they hire the owner of that fucking private school. It's like one of the public private schools. Um, they hire the, the teachers almost like no one, no other school wanted them, you know, because <laughs> they hire them for cheap. And this one teacher, um, my, my daughter, my, at the time, Ava, but she was pretty young at the time. I think she was like 10, I think not that young, 10, it was like three or four years ago. And, um, one of the things she used to tell me was she can never finish her sentence. Like he'll ask her a question and then she'll start to answer it and he'll just cut her off. Hmm. That's pet peeve of mine. I fucking hate that. Like, don't ask me something if you can't find it in yourself to shut the fuck up <laughs> for five seconds, you know? Right. So she was upset about him. She was crying because, and it was just for that because she couldn't, she couldn't express herself and he wasn't listening. It was about a homework assignment. So I don't remember, but she'd been overwhelmed. She's a little kid. And we were right on the, we were surrounded by parents and teachers and kids. And she's crying, like just had enough. I'm like, baby, what happened? What happened? And she's telling me that the teacher, that he comes up and he does it again. He tries to talk over her. And I looked at him, put my hand up and said, Hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? And everyone just eh, fucking record scratch, bro. <laughs> and then I just turned back to her. I said, go ahead, finish what you were saying. And I saw in her eyes her paying attention. And now no one can interrupt Ava. Like if she's speaking, shut the fuck up because <laughs> she'll just start <laughs> talking really loud or just whatever. So I was like, cool, that's cool. But And then I said, okay, get in the van and um, again, we're still out in the middle of nowhere. All the teachers, other teachers are there, and they're all fucking looking away. They're not you know, none of my business. I don't want to be a witness and, to a murder right here. So, <laughs> right, and, the, and the teacher tries to talk to me. He said, "Well, let me explain." I said, "No, I'm going to cut you off so you can feel how that is." Well, my daughter speaks. Listen to her, and then say something appropriate. I said, "If we have this issue again, I will come speak to you. We'll see who gets their point across." <laughs> 
And then I just left. Never saw him again because he quit that year. But um, he's a fucking asshole, dude. And so now I'm – and, you know, my wife has probably told him a thousand fucking stories. But um, now it's a running joke in the office. So whenever there's a teacher being rude, they're like, hey, uh, can you call your husband um, <laughs> so he can check this teacher? Because, <laughs> every, you know, everybody's passive. They don't want – people don't want problems. You know what I mean? Right. They just they just want to go about their life. And I remember – I think it was the last podcast where it's was like, oh, passive-aggressive people are trash. And I kind of overspoke. I think most people just – they just want peace. You know, they, they don't want to, to be aggressive all the time. And I don't either, but I will. <laughs> if we need to do something, I'm going to say something. But yeah, that was like the coolest thing I ever did at that school. All the kids think I'm the shit now. <laughs> so <laughs> and that's really the real gauge in life is if children think you're cool. <laughs> exactly. You know? All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks podcast, a podcast where two geeks talk about living in an adult world and not really having much fun with it. Unless kids think you're cool. I mean, that's pretty much That's right. Yeah. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley, and I'm having a great time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, um, so this weekend was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It's kind it's of crazy. That hit me today, and I was like, damn, it's been 20 years? Yeah. Like, that's been the same thing. Like, I keep hearing, it's like, oh, we're coming up on the 20th, the 20th anniversary. And then, you know, like, all the shows were on yesterday. And I, I actually, this is, in retail, most people will know, having a Saturday and Sunday off is, like, a unicorn. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even ask for it. And I was given uh, Saturday and Sunday. I mean, I did work Monday through Friday and working, you know, just, it was, like, the last nine days I had one day off. So I got the the unicorn weekend. Which was cool. So yesterday I was home and then like all these 9-11 shows came on and I was thinking like, holy shit, it's been 20 years. Like all those kids that were like in that little second grade class are like in uh, what George Bush was are like all adults now, like about yeah. to like about to turn 30. You know, you're kind of like shit. Like it's a little surreal. You it's kind of crazy because my, my son – he was he came to me yesterday and he's like, oh, dad, because he it was it was actually remember I told you, I was like, did you see the lights in New York? Oh, right, or yeah. It's because he reminded me of them because he <laughs> came in and said, did you see him? I was like, oh, yeah, they do that every year. And he goes, yeah, the um, September 11th seemed like it was crazy. And it kind of dawned like it's, it's the thing that you always it's like when you know something, but you never really thought about it. Like, oh, yeah, you weren't alive when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. and, and I was like, yeah. He goes, how old were you? I was like, I was like your age, actually. I was like 15. Um, and he goes, he goes, well, what? I mean, tell me about it. I'm like, you know, I'll sum it up in one thing. And, and, it, and it's always the way, it's always the first and last thing I think about when someone talks about September 11th. When those people who didn't want to burn to death jumped out of the building. And like that in itself is horrifying. But... It's when it was played over and mm. over. And, uh, and I'm a teenager, okay? I grew up in the 90s. America was untouchable by right. evil. We were fucking rah, rah, rah. The 90s was very a very prosperous decade for in a kid's eyes. You know, there yeah. was shit going on, but we, did, we weren't paying attention. And that was the f – I feel like I aged about 30 years <laughs> Because, and it was it was um, and you were already born in your 80s so that's that's no, you know. for real <laughs> and it was it was that kind 
I feel September 11th was hor- hor- horrific. I'm I'm not diminishing that fact, but I think what was really bad for the for the kids of that time was just the way the news handled it. And I'm not 100% saying they're pieces of shit. They didn't know what the fuck to do with it. You yeah. know what I mean? But it was just browbeaten into your on every fucking channel over and over. And they would show you the most horrific shit that you would never see on TV. Yeah. Like we saw fucking people burnt and mangled and all kinds of shit. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then it's like – and then to course correct after that – the media decides they're not going to show anything. So anytime you see a plane coming towards the building, it would freeze frame like yeah. before that, or they wouldn't show the people jumping and all that stuff. So it was like, oh, okay, so we in in uh, embed this in your mind, and then we're not going to show it like it didn't happen after that. Yeah, and- but it's on repeat, and because because it's it's as soon as you said nine eleven, the first thing in my brain was people jumping out of a building. It's like yeah. ingrained in my head. Oh yeah, and, you know, and it's this, it's fucking shit, dude. And the weird part is like. Um, when I was watching CNN had this, um, had this special and it was actually, so I think it was ladder company one or something like that in New York. That was like down the street from world trade center. These two Frenchmen were doing a, uh, were actually doing a documentary on firefighters and they were following this one guy, uh, from, you know, the, I guess it's called the Academy or whatever, you know, the when they train to be a firefighter and then getting them into a firehouse and then f- going, you know, following this newbie through his first year. And they started in June and in July they got to that firehouse and they started filming it. And, you know, this guy, I think went like from July all the way through September without experiencing a fire. And he was like, when am I going to get to a fire? Cause you always figure firefighters, there's always a fire. He goes, but he never got to experience fire. And he was kind of like anxious for it. And the captain and some of the senior ones were like, don't push it, you know, the, it's going to come. They go, it, it, and, you know, you'll need to be ready for it and, you know, all of this. And, you know, they were, uh, they showed the firefighters busting his balls and, you know, doing what, you know, New York firefighters do. Right. And then the the, the filmmakers decide, hey, we wanted to prepare this French dish for the, the firehouse. So they decided to, they were going to make dinner. They didn't buy enough. So there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a whole lot for them to eat. And uh, this one, one, you hear one of the firefighters go, yeah, well, he goes, feed me a couple more like this, a couple more meals like this, and I'll be down to your weight, <laughs> you know, take it. <laughs> and, uh, and they go, and we had, they, they were saying like, we had a great time and it was a real bonding experience. They go, and that was September 10th. And, yeah. the, and then, you know, the next day, you know, they got called out and stuff like that. And it was like watching that footage, you know, you see them go in there and they're standing there in the lobby of the first tower, and all of a sudden you're just hearing these crashes, and they're looking around, and you know every time you know the firefighters would jump looking around, and then the commentary was, it was shortly thereafter we discovered that those crashes were the bodies jumping out, the people jumping out of the floors, and the one guy was like going, he goes, and that's the thing, he goes, it was like, what point does jumping out of a eighty-story building better than being burned to death especially when you're talking about people that presumably didn't have like a mental health they didn't go up there to jump off right they're just working they were just working there the fire was you know was getting too you know too much for them they're hanging out a window and look like i don't want to burn to death i'd rather jump 
And they said that usually if you jump off a high rise, the shock will kill you first. They go, the building wasn't that tall. They no. go, they jumped, they go, they were alive when they hit the bottom. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And they said that the firefighters had to go through the underground tunnels to get out because of not just debris, but the falling bodies. I think they said one or two firefighters got killed by bodies that, that by people that jumped off the building. And um, so it was just, it was like crazy, like watching this thing and then like experiencing. But I remember at, you know, cause I was, I think 28, 2007, 2000 was 27. Yeah. 28. And remembering like watching the news and every channel was just news coverage. MTV was news coverage of what happened there. Like, you know, I mean, I think the only ones that were actually showing anything else was I think like the kids channels, like Nickelodeon and stuff like that, you know, but like all the other news had BET and, you know, Comedy Central, they were all showing, you know, whatever affiliate that they own direct news footage. A couple of my friends and their girlfriends and my girlfriend, we ditched, we fucking took off and because it happened in the morning. Yeah. And um, we were at the mall. And we're sitting in this – I'll never forget it too. We'll sit, we're sitting in this just empty fucking mall. First of all, the stores weren't open yet. But also there's something going on. No one's trying to go to the fucking mall when <laughs> September 11th is going on. Right. And, and they had a TV, those old tube TVs, um, hanging from the wall. And we're just – I think we sat there in silence for like two hours and just watched. And it was all on repeat because nothing new was happening. Right. You know what I mean? So it was it was the people falling out. Yeah. It was um, the planes hitting over and over again. Um, it was just all that shit. And we were just terrified children. You know, but it was crazy because once we started talking again, I swear we sounded 30 years older than we did when we woke up that morning. Like, yeah. It's it's crazy how sobering of a situation it was. What was one of, go ahead. No, it did say it. It just it was just crazy how it, it it really when I think back on it, it really did change a lot of people. Like oh, yeah. you just even just viewing it on TV, it was just like what the fuck. Well, yeah, I remember like like it you know, when it happened over there, it was like 5 something in the morning here in California. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't find out about it until my brother woke me up. It was like 7 or 8 in the morning, my brother knocks on my door and told me about the world trade. I go, "What?" So I turn on my TV, and by that point, the towers had collapsed, and you know, I was just like, "What the hell?" And I had to go to work later that day, and like California, you know, everything was, with the exception of like federal buildings and stuff like that, everything else was quote unquote normal. So I go to work, and I'm like, "Why are we even here?" You know, we had the radio on, but all the all the even the radio stations were playing the audio versions of news of the news. So I know we were listening to that for a bit. No one came into the store. Very few, if any, you know, very few people came into the everybody store. Everybody was glued and, to the TV. Yeah, and everybody was doing that. And like, you know, you you go, I go to like to get lunch and they have a TV on and like everybody's kind of eating and watching that. And it's just like, it was funny because like when somebody asks you, well, what happened before that? And it's like the news stores are gone. Like you forget what was big at that time. And there's a couple of, I, I, um, a couple of, you can watch some of the live things on, um, on YouTube, which I do, which I did some, um, a couple of times where you would watch like, uh, those, you know, those news shows that come on at like today or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they would play you from like 7am through like, uh, like noon. 
So you would see like 7 a.m. So you'd hear all the news stories that were going on that day. Oh, Michael Jordan's thinking of coming back to basketball. And like, oh, New York. Yeah, there wasn't anything. And, and that's something – sorry to interrupt you. Um, that wasn't something – there's something I was trying to relate to my children. I was like, you don't – the world before September 11th in this country was different. Yeah. Like there wasn't – I said it feels like everything's on fire every day now. Yeah. But it wasn't like that back then. Mm-mm. Everybody was pretty happy and everything was fine. Yeah. And it, it was you know. it was weird, too, because like watching that, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan's thinking of coming back to basketball. And, oh, New York City's voting for a new mayor. And and yeah. the only scandal that was going on was this uh, congressman who was supposed to have an affair with an intern that went missing. And I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And it and uh, and. I was like going, yeah. That got swept. Lucky for him, that got swept <laughs> under the rug. Yeah, that just like when September 11th happened, all that shit went away. And it was just like, it was. so I was watching like all those news stores and stuff like that beforehand because I honestly don't remember what happened before that. Me neither. Yeah. So is I it, don't remember anything that happened that year, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't think much happened. I was just a teenager in high school, so it wasn't really like I was dealing with too much, but. I mean, before hey, that, it was most teenagers listening to this is yeah. probably their heads are exploding. Around. What? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah. But even before that, I mean, most of it was always, you know, oh, you know, Bush and just how he, you know, was given the election and blah 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 blah. And that was kind of just how it was and how much of an oh, idiot he was. And yeah. yeah, people were clowning on Bush a lot. Yeah, which is another thing that got kind of. Then all of a sudden, he was the best, right? Because he was the only one telling everyone that we'll we'll be okay yeah and he wasn't trying to trick anybody he was telling the truth he said we'll get over this like we'll get through this you know what's funny though is that you know and then of course after all that you know the conspiracy theories and all that stuff where oh bush you know organized this so we could get in a war for oil or blah 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 um i was like going look you you can't do this you can't sit there and say bush was an idiot he you know he was just a c student at harvard and you know, or wherever the fuck he went, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly he's this cold hearted mastermind. You know, it's like going, yeah. I go, he can't go from an idiot to an idiot savant and like, you know, overnight, like this, this, this is different. And then you have a me, Bush. Bush was always a simple man. He made mistakes, but I never thought that no matter what he did and whatever he fucked up or whatever, I never thought he thought that he was fucking it. Like, I think he always thought he was doing what was best. That's always my gauge for a president. Like, are you, you can compare Bush with Trump, right? Bush fucked up a lot. Trump fucked up a lot, but Trump did it in a way where it was about him, him, him. He cared about himself. Right. You know, Bush cared about the American public. He just wasn't doing very well, you know, for a variety of different reasons that people have dug into. They blame the VP a lot, and you know, this and that, but, I do remember um, the day before September 11th. This is a big conspiracy theory. Um, I just looked it up to get his name, but Donald Rumsfeld gave a speech um, regarding the 2.3 trillion in Pentagon spending that couldn't be accounted for. It was just a mystery money that was missing, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh, they staged September 11th so he wouldn't pay attention." Like no one was paying attention on September 10th. Yeah, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> Because you know. like um, I was watching a, um, I was watching one of those. Uh, it was like those documentaries about uh, about uh, 
the physics in regards to the World Trade Center because they said a lot of people, you know, say that like, oh, the fire couldn't have melted the steel, you know, to bring down the, the things. And these guys go, yeah, he goes, but that's the problem is, is that it's not the entire fault of the people for believing that. They go, it's also fault of the report, the 9-11 report. They go, because what the biggest misconception and these, these you know, these um, metallurgic, you know, scientists and stuff like that said that for some reason, the report, the, the authors of the report believe the plane disintegrated upon impact. They go, it didn't. They go, parts and pieces of that plane spread out through the building. They go, you can see that in the Pentagon. And I was like, that's true, because they said they found the front landing yeah. gear a couple of rows inside the Pentagon. Did people think it disintegrated? That's not how physics works. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, it was going so fast and hit us all, but it disintegrated. I go, that's not how it works. When a brick it's falls a off, when a brick <laughs> falls out out of a building, it doesn't disintegrate upon impact. It actually embeds itself in the cement. And they right. said that another thing too. They go, people, they go, people couldn't understand why people were burned on the on in the lobby of the building. They go, the jet fuel caught fire and poured. The elevators were in the center of the building and went down the elevator shafts. And then came out in the lobbies. That's why there were so many burned people in the lobby of the World Trade Center. They go, but they go, the, um, the, the fire retardant foam that was used on the buildings, they go, the building should have held longer. It would have collapsed. They go, but it should have held longer. But the problem was is that the foam that they used wasn't up to code and they were in the process of, yeah. of redoing that. They go so when the airplane it was old or something, right? It was yeah. it was up to the like eighty standards, but it wasn't well, up to new shit. Yeah, it wasn't like up. That. Yeah, it wasn't up to the new stuff. And the building it wasn't were, anything nefarious, right? And they 80. said that the building could have withstand a I think it was a six oh six or you know seven oh seven or something like that. That was a much smaller plane at the time in the nineteen sixties or seventies. They go, but it, when the plane crashed, it knocked off a lot of the uh, the foam on there. And they go, and the fire didn't have to melt the steel. It just had to weaken it. And they go, and with the extra mass in that part, caused the building to collapse. They go, that's why they go. And when it collapsed in on itself, that's why you see these plumes coming out the window. It wasn't a, you know, planned demolition that they said that the CIA went in the night before, planted all these explosives, and not one fucking person said a thing. And not one person saw. And I always yeah. thought about that. I go, you know, when people always say like, oh, yeah, and this is the biggest secret. I go, are you kidding me? You, nobody can take a dump in the fucking White House without it coming out to the news. Yeah. You're going to tell me that this thing remained, remained quiet the entire time? It's like, no. We've talked about this before. It, it was something so big that people just couldn't. A lot of people just couldn't accept the simple truth of it. Yeah. Was that a, a terrorist organization crashed planes into the building? Yeah, well, that's what they you say know. about, like, John F. Kennedy. They go, they go, conspiracy theorists can't accept random chaos. They go, right. so there has to be an elaborate thing. They can't possibly believe that one man can shoot a president and change the course of world history. Or, you know, 19 people can run planes into a buildings and change the course of history. It's like, it happens. It's happened all the, the time. Funny the funny thing is, though, is that it's only random chaos based on your perception because it really isn't random. Oh no, there, there's a whole there's a whole domino effect, but that's whatever. But it's it's um it's just weird. I've I've you know as an American, for anyone who's listening outside of this of our country, I've spoken of our great nation. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I've spoken in great length about September 11th with a variety of different people. And it's really interesting. I know Steve and I have had long conversations because Steve is 10 years older than me. So he wasn't in high school, you know, when he wasn't a terrified fucking teenager when September 11th happened. He was a terrified adult, you know, so <laughs> I was a terrified masturbating adult. Not at the same time, but that's it. You know. <laughs> Listen, I we don't kink shame. OK, um, and it's amazing too, just the aftermath of it culturally where everyone was terrified. I, I remember um, there was a lot of like attacks on Muslims. Yeah. The United States, a lot of attacks on Indians, too, because rednecks can't tell the difference. They just <laughs> right. see somebody with a, a towel on their head. Um, and it was it was a that whole I would say the rest of that year, at least maybe a little bit of the next year was it was terrifying. Everybody didn't know what to do. And that's one reason why I don't give Bush a lot of shit, because to me. As a teenager who was scared and seeing everybody just fucking wanting to point fingers at everybody, he was the only one that sounded like, whether this was true or not, <laughs> that sounded like he had it under control, like he was doing something, you know. And well, I know he was the he he, he, he didn't right, but, but he he was, he was, he was the at voice least of telling calm. us right. Yeah. He was saying relax, and he specifically was saying we. The Muslims that are in this country are not, you know, you need to stop doing. And he, to me, he, I'm like, damn, it's cool that our president's like, at least just trying to stop everybody from fucking exploding, because everybody was just freaking out. Nobody knew what to do, and it's a very American thing. Like, what's the solution to this problem? I need it now so I can fix it. You know what I mean? And it's that's how everybody was. Like, who's to blame? Like, and we knew who was to blame. But it was the Taliban or – no, who was the yeah, Taliban was back the then? Taliban, yeah. yeah. Back then were like this – these um, fucking comic book villains. None of us knew them. Like they, they were just something in the Middle East, you know, which was a distant world to us. So we were like, I don't know. I don't know. Now we're fucking um, brokering deals with them over Afghanistan. <laughs> so it's just hilarious how um, history f unfolds. But – um. God, there isn't even really much coherent for me to say. It was just a crazy time. Yeah. It was it was weird being a high school student when something that big happened. You know, and I told I I told one of the one of the clearest things I told my kids was um we were talking about it yesterday and I said um September 11th to me as a high school kid was our um COVID-19 yeah. Everybody was terrified. Um, obviously, we weren't getting sick, but everybody was terrified. Nobody knew what to do. There was everyone had a different answer and it was just mass confusion. And, and then fear. and then you had then you had, you know, people going for the scare factor, not just not just conservatives. There were a lot of liberals on oh, that side, too. Was doing it. You know, yeah. see something, say something packages out there, you know, things like that. It just it it was a. It was a very jarring and scary time. I mean, now most of us, you know, are kind of used to it. And even for the Gen X crowd who has always been, you know, looking at the negative side of everything, it was very jarring. Like, this was like, wait, this isn't supposed to happen. This is supposed to happen over there, not here. And that's what I think really fucked us up. It took us out of our comfort zone. 
Yeah. We've always but, be- like, but we're America. Yeah. Like it was that. We have know? two oceans that that save us from everything. It's like, yeah, but guess what? Airplanes were used, much like what happened with COVID. Air travel. You know, it's like that's gonna be the Achilles heel. But, the, uh, um <laughs> I was telling um what was I gonna say? I was telling my kids about um about September 11th and they were, they were like, yeah, we don't really learn much about it in school. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, well, we never get that far. They always get up to like the sixties and then stop. Yeah, they, get, I go, they get farther than I did in high school. I used to get right. up to the what forties. I think barely. I got to the sixties and then that was it. But, um, I was like, well, I said, the world was different. I said, um, you know, you guys remember when you dropped me off at the airport and you dropped me off outside the airport? And I go, yeah. So it's because you're not allowed in. I said before September 11th, you'd come in and hang out with me at the gate. Yeah. You know, it was it was the airport was completely open. There wasn't a million people trying to scan you. Yeah, you could walk in and wait for people at the gate, you know, yeah. walk with them out and stuff like that. Which is a small inconvenience in the grand scheme of things, but I, I was just trying to make. No, it's the point. bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> I was just. This is the hill the I'm going to die on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's like um, you just I don't know. You take so much for granted, and it can all change in seconds. Yeah. You know. Uh, but anyway, I'm well, depressed. I know. Um, so so on a lighter note, um, this week. Sony did their little 40-minute, hey, guys, look what's coming out. We're not going to give you, like, uh, release dates or anything like that or release windows. Uh, but guess what's coming? This We're going to show you to hype you up to see what's going to be coming out soon. They said, <laughs> let's play just the tip. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so they um, this week they had their Sony PlayStation Showcase. So they basically teased everybody with uh, several announcements. And um, thanks to Polygon, they were actually able to take just some of the big highlights, uh, the top nine highlights of, of this thing that happened on Thursday. Coolest thing, in my opinion, not to the old Republic coming to PlayStation with the yeah, remake. The, a remake. And I hope they do it some justice because that game really was a fucking gem. Oh, I know. Like right? it really, the story, it was, it was like the perfect storm of fucking... Of, of a game especially the time it came out i think it would come out 2001 yeah it was like 20 years ago yeah i played it on the original xbox and it was just so fucking good i own it still for the original <laughs> xbox um and it would be nice to get an upgrade because i feel the story of it is timeless but the game mechanics could use a little bit of polishing up for yeah. the for a more modern crowd because i think that i think that game will play really well for the younger guys out there and gals i didn't mean to genderize it i just um but yeah it's, it's fucking great yeah so aspire is uh remastering the game and uh not only is it coming out for the playstation 5 but it's also going to come out for windows pc so that'll yep. be nice for that'll be nice for a lot of people that'll would... be nice for me i'm gonna buy that bitch <laughs> um also one of the cool things that kind of was something i didn't see coming but Insomniac Games, which is fresh off the success of Marvel's Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, is going to give us a Wolverine game. Yeah. Man. That teaser trailer was was pretty slick. Like, if you haven't seen it, I have the link for it in the show notes, but the video is just 
a bar and like everybody's laid out there and one guy's sitting on the sitting at the bar. And when they do the first pan, you can kind of see the marks on the knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. And then, blood on his hands. Yeah. And, and then you just get the of course there's that one guy that has to get up and like, I'm gonna take him down. And then of course the sink. And then yep. that's it. So I'm surprised it's taken this long to make a Wolverine because that's the kind of like the Spider-Man games work because Spider-Man's the kind of character that everybody wants to pretend to be. Right. And I feel like Wolverine has that that kind of quality, too. Yeah. But the problem was, is that the only games they ever did for Wolverine were the X-Men movie versions. And those games always kind of sucked. The only games that he they did with Wolverine that were really good were the... um. The one, the top-down ones. You remember the ones I was talking? Well, you could you could change out heroes or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did I think, the levels? Yeah, I think I, I remember something like that. I can't remember what it was. Though. Those are really good, but that wasn't a Wolverine game that right. had everybody in it. Right. But I think I think this is going to be good. Yeah, it, especially given that Insomniac Games has done well with Spider-Man and Miles oh, yeah. Morales. I I'm really looking. This is going to be a really heavily anticipated title. Absolutely. Speaking of Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. Oh shit, this looks fucking dope. So you got you got the sequel to Spy- the the 2018 Spider-Man, which not only has Peter Parker, but it does bring in Miles Morales. It should call, be called Spider-Man. Um for real. But we also get Venom. That, it looks legit. Too. That's going to look cool. Uh 20 this is the only one we've got a launch window of 2023, so we still got a ways to wait, but it the the teaser trailer looks fucking sick. I I, I yeah. can't wait for that one. That one looks awesome. I want um I want them to to team up because I have maximum carnage for the Sega Genesis, okay? <laughs> team up, all right? <laughs> I want to talk about this next one. Um so they announced God of War Ragnarok and it looks great, of course. Um the first God of War, I still I've played a little bit of it, but I need to get back to it. Because that game is just like, it's the opening scene alone is just so fucking emotionally heavy. Like you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like I'm being browbeaten with fucking feelings right now. No, um, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, game looks great. There's two quote unquote <laughs> controversial things. Okay. I say quote unquote because I don't give a fuck. Um, one of them is one of the characters they made have dark skin who cares right it's whatever it doesn't matter anymore second is the way thor looks um everyone's flipping out because he's like he looks he's he's got a bit of a gut um but he looks menacing like he looks like a um one of those strongmen yeah um which actually is more accurate to the stories um because there's sto- stories the ancient stories tell that he had a ferocious appetite and drank three kegs of ale in one night. You know, of course he would look like that. Hmm. He's not going to look like Chris Helmsworth. (laughs) And an article I was reading about it did say, oh, and everyone's been Marvelized. But Marvel wasn't the first one who drew a bodybuilder looking. Um, uh, The Vikings did it too. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just different interpretations. But I think he looks great because it looks like a dude that you'd actually be scared of if he was coming up. Because he looks like a motherfucker who who's about that life. He had enormous fucking hands, dude. I was like, what the fuck? It was cool but, hearing in the uh, trailer Loki and Odin. 
Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I thought you had more to say. Oh no, <laughs> I thought that was the beginning of a set. Um, yeah, I I really like this one. I I think I I do get annoyed with um some of the Marvel fans, and it's not them being a Marvel fan doesn't make them an idiot. They're just idiots because <laughs> they a lot of them they'll they'll complain about this game and go, oh, Odin isn't the way, like that or Loki isn't. Like, it's like why don't you read a book? <laughs> Maybe it's not. It, Marvel has Marvel, their own interpretation. Marvel didn't create these characters. Right. The Marvel universe has its own interpretation. It's very lovely. It fits that fucking universe. But we're. I know God of War tries to be a little bit more historically accurate to the actual mythos. You could. It wouldn't be as cool in a comic book to have these like, because the 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 pantheon of the of the Viking gods were brutal. Like it would be a mature rated comic book, <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. it, people need to calm down. I think this is a really good look on it. Um, Not to mention that this is, I think, going to be the last round for Kratos. That's, that's what I hear. That's what I've yeah. been hearing. Yeah, it's that this is going to be it for him. So I mean, he's and, getting old. Yeah, but you know, give it five years and then they'll reboot it, and you know, we're remaking the whole series. <laughs> you know, it's fucking me. He's going to be younger. It's going to be him in his teens. He's going to be angsty. And <laughs> <laughs> He was angsty in the first game. You're going to see him a angsty, emo-ish Kratos. You oh, know? my God. <laughs> He's gonna, they're going to have Fallout Boy playing as the soundtrack. And <laughs> you know what the craziest thing about Kratos was? He destroyed an entire pantheon of gods and then just left. Yeah. He didn't become the new god. He just said, I'm good, and just bounced. He I'm was, like, he was Thanos. Yeah, Thanos did his job and then just decided to but fuck he off. Had a, but he had a better plan, I think. <laughs> to um, just kind of go off and enjoy his life. Yeah. I, oh, I watched real quick. I, I watched these videos today of this chick. And she's like a young chick or whatever. Um, and she was funny. She reminds me of one of my daughters. But she had seen Endgame and um, Infinity War. But she had never seen any of the Marvel movies before that. I don't know how – you missed all those movies, but, um, okay. Um, so she's like, I'm, I, I like those movies, but I don't understand what's going on with rightfully. So, right. So she's like, so she decided she was going to watch them all. Um, but she was going to do it in chronological order, not release order. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. So, you know, she started with captain, captain America and, Oh um, yeah. Captain America, then captain Marvel, then captain Marvel. Her commentary had me fucking dying. bro. <laughs> like she's just, a, a very much a Gen Z girl, like not not an idiot or anything, but like <laughs> period, you know, like that <laughs> kind of shit, you know. And but it was very genuine and stuff. And and she, I watched because she had two two parts to all the movies. They were an hour long each. I watched both of them, and then she had one that covered um, Infinity War and Endgame. There's a couple parts where she just starts crying, but then her edits are really funny. Where it's like not me crying over a man, <laughs> stupid <laughs> shit like that. I don't know why I got so into it. But it was, I'll have to share it to you, dude. Yeah. It, it was cool because too, she was showing clips of each movie, and it kind of walked me through memory lane mm. of of all these movies in a chronological order way because we didn't watch them in chronological no. order, you know. So it's like it kind of makes me want to rewatch them because I know Disney Plus has them in chronological order. Yeah, they sorted them. They sorted them. Yeah. Kind of, I'm kind of tempted to do that. Anyway, back to PlayStation. I'm sorry. Okay, this next one I'm over already. Like 
can we get on <laughs> with life here? It, life does not end and begin with GTA 5. Yes, it does. Like, <laughs> GTA 5 is coming to the PlayStation 5. Who gives a fuck? It's been, what, almost, what, 20 years that we've had GTA 5 and GTA Online? Like They're revamping the graphics. <laughs> um, like, you, know what, you know what the thing is? And I, I kind of came to terms with this. I was talking to my friends about GTA 5, and I said, look, the engine for GTA 5 is incredibly flexible and robust. So technically, they don't need to make a GTA <laughs> 6, but they do need to make another storyline campaign. Right. Because we can't just keep showing me the same thing I've beaten five times. <laughs> With every iteration of the it's game. <laughs> this game. It's this game in Skyrim. Yes. And Skyrim is, in, is even more interesting because there's no online to Skyrim. <laughs> like, and, I don't know how that one's fucking lasted for so long. And if you've been chomping at the bit, I mean, skeeting it, waiting for GTA 5 to come out for the PlayStation 5. The the what the 80th incarnation of this there are of this plenty game. of people that are yeah it's me. delayed until March 2022. Um, it was supposed to be out in November, and the standalone version of GTA Online will be free on the PlayStation Five for the first three months after launch. Nice, yeah. Then the next one we'll just trade off. Fuck all it, right. I watched all of these. Um, <laughs> so talking about Uncharted remasters for PlayStation Five. Um, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection comprises uh, remastered versions of 2016's Uncharted 4 Thieves End and its 2017 standalone expansion, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Um, looks like it's launching early 2022. I'm actually interested. I forgot they remastered some of the older ones because I've never played an Uncharted game. Oh, and oh yeah. I've you, heard you, don't, you really haven't played – you really don't play the Sony PlayStation, games. yeah. Yeah, but I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I wouldn't mind um, – Especially if there's remasters, they'll you know they're not going to have that kind of janky feel of being yeah. an old game. So I might as well because I get have on. the original PS3 versions of those games, and then I bought the remasters when they did them for the PS4, and then yeah. got uh, uh, Thieves End, which I haven't, which I still hadn't finished. But uh, like I want a but, PS5. Like, I, I don't really want an Xbox because all the Xbox games I can play on my computer. Yeah, that's true. But um, I want a PS5, but I'm not going to be fighting for a PS5 or fucking paying more than retail. <laughs> and right now, nothing – I can't even buy a PS4 controller. Those are all sold out. Oh, really? Yeah, because the one we have is all fucking janky. And then I wanted to get one because I was play the PlayStation Now on my computer, and I can't fucking find one. There's, they're they're all third party, and I don't buy third party for controllers. Oh, I weird! Because I was at Target the other day, and they had I almost bought a PS4 controller. I've only looked online, so maybe I need to take my ass to the fucking shop yeah. and see what they got over there. But Best Buy was sold out online, Amazon was sold out online, and there was some other place I checked too, and I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gran Turismo. This trailer seven. had cream in, bro. This Dude, fuck. It launches in on March fourth, twenty twenty two. Uh, this was one of the games that was delayed because of the pandemic. Uh, but in its skeet skeet glory, looks so good. So fucking dude. When they did that pan, when they did that pan around and they changed the settings, and then you just the changing of the gleam on the fucking car itself and the reflection. Oh. I was like. I was like, am I supposed to get aroused watching the video game commercial? Like, is, is like that normal? I'm, 
I like Forza, but I don't know what it is. And it might be it might be some nostalgia mixed in there with it. I don't know what it is about Gran Turismo, but it's just so it's just so visceral, bro. When you see yeah. a new Gran Turismo game coming out, you're like, oh my god. It's got me tempted seriously of buying um uh they make Thrustmaster makes a fucking steering wheel shifter pedal combo. I'm out, bro. Out the dough with it. 300 399. Mom, <laughs> I don't know. Mom, why does dad have a roll cage in his room with a racing helmet? Oh, he Full bought fucking he, force feedback and everything. He bought a Gran Turismo game, so he's going for realism here. Yeah, that's the reason you don't have shoes. So <laughs> And then you hear you from the room, and I'm proud of it. That's right. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets, you know. So, uh, yeah, um, I mean, so this, this game looks pretty fucking sick. You have the next two games are kind of whatever, but um, this Project, game has me weirded out a little Project bit. Eve. So this is a thing from from Japan that I've seen done a couple times there. Actually, it's Korean. Is it Korean? OK, yeah. so from Asia, we'll broaden the term um, <laughs> from the or one of the oriental countries <laughs> <laughs> from the Chinaman country. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, there you have near Automa, I think that's how you say it, near Automa. Um, and you had um Beyblade. it was not Beyblade, Jesus fucking Christ. Um <laughs> there's this other game, but it, they all have that super hot chick that you're playing as, who's a, like a, a fucking the greatest fighter in the world in this fantastic universe, and they got the booty and titty physics. It's a very Which defy <laughs> physics. <laughs> This chick's ass was incredible. That was the first thing I noticed in the trailer. Like, and and I'm I wasn't looking for that. I was trying to see what the game was about, and all I saw was just someone who took a meticulous, like the amount of time that you would think Michelangelo took with the Sistine Chapel. Okay, this motherfucker was etching, and it it had it was. I didn't. I felt uncomfortable. It was so good. I mean, it was weird that suddenly, next thing I knew, my dick was in my hand. I couldn't figure out what the hell was happening. But this genre is popular, like if because obviously there's a hot chick in it. But um, <laughs> these these games always play the same. Near Autumn is a really good game too. Um, it's just frantic, fast paced, and and it just never ends. Like it just keeps going and building, and you're like, ah, fuck, <laughs> you know. And this one looks kind of. Kind of might have a horror spin on it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, look that. Uh, yeah, this is South Korean right there, and my fucking dumbass, it's dumb just a, American ass just in fucking Japan. Hack and slash kind of game, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool because I I like the hack and slash kind of game. Sometimes they're just good to get shit out, you know? Have some fun, yeah. yeah. Try that. Try that near Automa. It's a pretty good game. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll check that one out. Has a has a real hot. She's a robot, but she's hot because only in Japan would they make killer military tech robots hot chicks yeah but i don't have three hands you know two for the controls and one for my <laughs> one for my dick you know there's an achievement you get <laughs> if you um if you try to look up her skirt and i heard about it so i was like mm -hmm. let me see and it's i forget what it was called but it was something to shame you like it was like play the game something or something <laughs> like that let's knock it off <laughs> it was so funny dude <laughs> It comes yeah. up, we don't kink shame. <laughs> um, this is one of those games that um, won't be $60 for a long time. And once it's like 20 or something, you pick it up and have some fun with it. You know what I mean? But 
I would never buy a game like this full price just because it's one of those games too. When you finish it, you're done. Yeah. You know, so they it's, don't, they don't have the they don't have all that DLC shit that you see in other games. Then they game right up your alley, Steve. <laughs> so uh, Tachia, I'm assuming, uh, from the uh, Newland Knights funded studio. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Awaseb, Awaseb, I guess. Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, created this open world adventure where the title character it can basically like exist in various animals and stuff in um in her in her world. Um, and uh, apparently there is a plot to this game. You just don't you know because you see in the video she goes into birds and dogs and other animals, but of course. There has to be an, you know, uh, uh, a villain against the environmental uh, aspect of the this tropical paradise. So she has to go and stop the danger. For those of you on the right, it's a woke game. It's teaching <laughs> children how to be environmentalist and stop. Take pollution. care of your fucking planet. Right. You know. So for most of you, probably won't want to get that. But those of you that don't have your head up your ass, uh, this might be a good game for you know for the kids to play. It looks really kind of a cute game. Yeah, my nine-year-old saw. I showed her this trailer um, after it was done watching all the other trailers, and she she was like, "Oh, this looks really cool." It's definitely something for a child, you yeah. know. But it looks like a game too. That if it had a co-op mode, you you're not gonna be fucking. It's not painful to play with the kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not unless like you're playing you're, fucking unless, Barbie's Playhouse or some stupid. Unless shit. your kid cheats. I mean, I mean, I mean. If the game allows you to cheat, it's a feature. Like what was it on Grandma's Boy when uh, the guy disconnected your the other guy's uh, Xbox controller? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole, dude. You want to plug the controller? No, I didn't. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> I still remember that scene. I spent too. all the money at Miss Wajon's House of Pleasure. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do with the rent? And he's like, I love them so much. <laughs> Dude, look at us. He was like, love who? Like, just waiting for it, bro. That movie's a fucking classic, and a lot of people don't know about it. That If you guys have not seen... If you're my age or younger, you probably have already... Uh, you probably... At my age to Adam's age, maybe a little bit younger, you've seen this movie already. How it, much do clothes cost in The Matrix? <laughs> How did he see me? Or when he won it, I am a robot. <laughs> when he won it, fucking Dance Dance Revolution, he's like, "What happened? Did I break it? <laughs> what what, what top best score? Is that good?" <laughs> yeah, go ahead and take off that Woody Allen jacket. <laughs> I was fucking dying, dude. Oh my god, that movie is fucking great. I love that movie. Oh, oh my god. Um, yeah. Well, my roommates. You mean your parents? <laughs> <laughs> You came on my mom. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, my God. I can't stop. What's up, the skirt, Laura? <laughs> oh, my God. That movie is so fucking hilarious. Oh, you don't want to stay for breakfast, so that would be an awkward breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I hey, can I, I stay? Hey, can I stay at your place? What? So you can come on my mom too? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we don't see that guy anymore. The fucking. I wish Adam Sandler. It was an Adam Sandler flick. Yeah. I wish Adam Sandler would make more movies. Those movies are so funny. 
It became like Seth Rogen making movies. He was the new one to make that genre. Yeah. But I miss I miss the Adam Sandler ones. They were fucking It was good. the fucking king of the fucking jungle. <laughs> Dude, that whole fucking and I loved how he was just like Yeah, you can't have <laughs> deers with the lion in the house. <laughs> Ah. And then the dude was fucking he he talks to the African like tribe dude and he's he just he just makes random clicky noises and the dude's smile fades off his face like I'm gonna go. I should go. <laughs> <sighs> like when the dude uh when the dude answers the door and he's naked, he's like, What are you doing? Putting up my Christmas tree. It's July. <laughs> he's like, Hey, come on in. Dude, your ass is tanner than my face. <laughs> dude, you're naked. Oh shit! I am. <laughs> Come on in, Alan Covert. That was that's the uh, that's the guy. Doesn't he play Dante? Or no, no, no. Am I, I, no, Alan Covert plays the main guy. He's oh, fifty six. I feel old, dude. But the the thing is, is that in most Adam's, he was a little older in that movie, though. Well, yeah. The thing is, is that in in Adam Sandler's movies, I think you know. Uh, like he's in those movies. Like he was um, Adam Sandler's uh, caddy in uh, in and Bill in um, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you know he's 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 one of the main writers too. Yeah, he's he has a lot of those little roles in in um, in his movies. So it's always it's always hilarious. And then when he does when Adam Sandler produces a movie, he's in them. He's usually in them. And so is the uh, the guy that plays um, uh, that dude's friend, the one that lives. Yeah, if you look at his um. If you look at it, all the movies he's in, there, most of them are Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. I mean, because Adam Sandler's fucking dope. He makes a movie, puts all his friends in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I what I would do. I would do the oh, same yeah. thing. I'd be like, oh, you guys want to be this people one? I don't like. <laughs> put, these guys, put, these guys in the, put these guys in a movie. <laughs> oh, man. But fucking Grandma's Boy is. And that was funny because I remember being, I, I first saw that, introduced that movie by this guy named Ferris at um, NQ. He was like, have you ever seen that movie? I was like, no, I never even heard of it. He goes, dude, it's fucking great. He, he, and then the next day he brought in the DVD. He goes, watch it, watch it. I remember watching it and me and John, and I was surprised John really liked that movie. He was just like, oh my God, it was so stupid, but it was funny. It's one of those movies that doesn't really, that kind of movie doesn't get made a lot anymore hmm. where it doesn't take itself too seriously. It, it just tries to be funny. Yeah. Like that's it. Like it's not a serious movie. Fucking you know. young, young ass Jonah Hill. I know. <laughs> it was very. He spends like the last half of that movie sucking on that chick's tit. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's very much along the same vein as the of of the uh, Seth Rogen movies, though, yeah. like Pineapple Express and stuff. They're stoner stoner comedies. But then They're you have so like those. Funny, you have dude. those. You know, three older actresses. You have fucking. Um, uh, I mean, Doris. Uh, oh my god, what's her last name? She was from Everyone Loves Raymond, and then you have yeah. Uh, um, uh, Shelly Jones, Shirley Jones from the fucking Partridge family, you know, and, and, uh, what was it? Um, when he introduces them to, uh, cable and they're watching, uh, uh, antiques roadshow. She goes, Oh, what else did you bring heroin <laughs> to get us addicted to? <laughs> yeah. Shirley Jones Doris. and Shirley Knight. Mm-hmm. And then Doris, the dumb one. Right. And then, um, hold on. Doris, she was in Everyone Loves Raymond. She played uh, Raymond's mom. Damn, who the fuck is that? Oh, that I think that was the his love interest. Yeah, Doris Roberts. Yeah, Doris Roberts. That's what it was. Linda 
Cardellini. Oh, yeah. She she has brown hair. She's naturally a brunette. Yeah, she's naturally she plays uh, Hawk- something She else. plays Hawkeye's wife. She can play a lot more than that. <laughs> oh, by the way, in the latest uh, picture from um, uh, the Hawkeye TV series, Pizza Dog is in it. <laughs> I was like, yes, we <laughs> have yeah, Pizza Dog in that. <laughs> um. All right. Oh, I fucking I forgot how painfully Italian this chick looks outside of Grandma's Boy. <laughs> and that's not an insult. She just looks very Italian. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. Close us out, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We have no ads, so we can be independent, and we can only keep it up with your support. So, if you'd like to donate to make this podcast and all the shows on the Lazy Geeks Network self-sustaining, so we can, you know, pay internet bills and hosting and maybe even upgrade some of our equipment. Uh, you can do that through the lazygeeks.com. Click on that PayPal donate button and make it happen. <laughs> and if you can't help us out monetarily, which we get, you can share the <laughs> show with your buddies, uh, rate the show on iTunes. So give us a bigger exposure, obviously, because that's how that works. Um, <laughs> all of this helps. So, you know, get out there and rock the vote. <laughs> Staged myself a little bit. <laughs> Rock the Rock vote. The vote. Right. Rock the vote. Um, and uh, you can also check out all the other shows available on the Lazy Geeks Network. There's the Lazy Geeks, where Adam and I discuss this show. Uh, we also have the Away Team, where it's our Star Trek-centric podcast, where we recap every episode of Star Trek in canonical order. And there's also my personal show, the Gen Xer Podcast, which comes out every Wednesday. My new, uh, my new episode, The Reli- Religiosity of Religion, comes out this Wednesday. So be sure for, um, to check out that one. And all of these shows are available wherever you get this fucking one. If you want to be part of the show, hit us up with comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All three of them. All under at the Lazy Geeks. Or email us that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> email us at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can also catch us on our OnlyFans page. That's um, right. because <laughs> we have no shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of feet pics, right? <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> all all the um, all the pics are just of our various uh, controller collection. And on Adam's feed, it's just all his various uh, D&D dice. So, That's right. And believe me, <laughs> those will get you off faster than anything else. Bro, I got some metal ones that um, you put into a leather roll-out uh, mat. <laughs> I'm telling you if, you, don't, if you don't finish on that, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. You need Jesus in your life is basically what That's we're trying right. to say. All right, well, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're thinking so you don't have to.